you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, fam? Welcome to the kickoff of season three of I Cry in Corners. For those who are new to the podcast, my name's Chadi. I serve on staff in uh, Jacksonville, Florida at a church called Celebration Church. It's awesome. Um, I lead a epic design and film team uh, with a bunch of millennials who are way cooler and way more creative. And somehow on this journey of trying to learn how to be a better boss and a better person, I came up with this whole I Cry in Corners concept, partnered with the awesome people at Creative Church, and here we are, season three. So here's what you need to know uh, so far. If you've been with me for a while, you'll know this, but you know, we're all about the new people because we love people and uh, I want them to know these things as well. Um, And if you've been listening for a while and didn't get this, this is stuff I need you to know. Season one, episodes one through 10 are the foundational episodes um, I want you to listen to because it helps us become the type of leaders that are mature enough to not only lead with love, but not be led by our emotions. Yes, I know this is a leadership creative podcast, but it's really a people podcast. It's a podcast for people who are emotional, but I don't want you to be led of your emotions, um, even though emotions aren't bad. I want you to be led by the Holy Spirit. See, emotions are awesome. They're indicator lights that we're not, um, you know, that we're not perfect, but they aren't your compass. The Holy Spirit is meant to be your compass. I don't want to go off on a tangent as I've did, uh, I did for 10 episodes. I'll just say go listen to episodes 1 through 10 if you want to understand the foundational principles behind I Cry in Corners. Season 2, uh, I built upon the building block Season 1 gave us by breaking down the 10 things that are must-haves in your corner and in your life. Yep, these are the things uh, that make you stronger that push you closer to God. These are the the things you need to have, the must-haves you need to be able to not only process uh, for yourself, but so that you can lead other people well, love other people well. And um, it was just like, it's a maturity building block. That's what season two was. Uh, So if season one was our foundational pieces of I Crying Corner, season two are the essentials you need in life and in leadership um, to push you forward. A quick recap of season two. Uh, You're going to need Jesus, community, love, covenant people, core values, peace, perspective, adversity, passion, and understanding to get through this life and to do it well. Um, And since I ended season two on uh, understanding, having a kingdom understanding, um, you know, a type of the kingdom understanding is like stuff that the type of people who understand who God is, uh, they understand who they are, they understand what their purpose is. I figured season three would be a great launching pad off of that to the things we don't really understand. The things that we make a thing that are not really a thing. You know what I'm talking about? So, hmm, how do I start this? So you know where, um, I'm just going to be honest, I'm just going to be vulnerable, awkward turtle. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer or anything, but I think I should just let you know kind of where I'm at and what I've been doing for the last uh, 60 days. Um, so that you know why I'm going to be so intense this season. Um, And since most of you uh, send me really nice messages and uh, you embrace my vulnerability, I will just be continue on that. Um, Okay, so right after season two, uh, the holidays came in and I had a a pretty major death in my family. Um, I'm not going to cry. Anyways, it was really bad. It was really sad and it really messed me up 
for a number of reasons. Uh, so what happened was, is I spent the last eight weeks, 12 weeks, really hitting a hard reset on what was really important in my life. I looked at the podcast. I looked at what God was asking me to do with the podcast, my ministry, my marriage, my life, how I dealt with my family. The loss really gave me a filter I didn't have before. Sadly, I thought I had it, but the loss of my grandfather really seemed to clear the field for me for a number of reasons. Eventually, I'll talk about it. I'm just not ready yet. It made me realize that what was really important um, was what and where I should invest my time into, and it repurposed my thought life and showed me how to be more intentional with people, not only on the platforms that I share, but in real life face-to-face. So that's where I'm at. And that's why I feel like this season I have to, I've got to get down to the nitty gritty of what's really a kingdom issue and what's really a my world issue. Because I think a lot of times we make my world issues kingdom issues. We put our energy into things we shouldn't really put our energy into. And I'm going to define that joker today. Truth is, if you turn on your TV or like me, you look at your phone, you'll see the world is in turmoil. Everyone and their mother is offended, triggered fighting for their voices to be heard, um, fighting for the people that they feel need a voice to be heard. Uh, Most stuff, most people are arguing over things that aren't even real issues, or they are real issues, but they don't even know how to maturely communicate them. And my, my heart's desire, as I'm watching people scream and tear each other down, and Facebook has become the, like, court of law, is that we start putting God first in a way we've maybe never put Him first, Instead of tuning into what social media says, let's let's tune into what God is actually saying. Let's actually get in our Bibles. Let's understand where we truly need to put our thoughts and our energy into. So I'm going to try, I'm going to try, keyword try, to delve into what is a real kingdom issue and what I personally believe are issues. Um, let's see, kingdom issues for me, if I had to define this, I would say these are issues that scream injustice, like actual attacks of the enemy over a region or a people group. For example, when I think kingdom issue, I think human trafficking, I think child abuse, I think wars and famines, I I think marriages being broken down in every sense of the word, I think of identities being ruthlessly redefined, identity being attacked, uh, sexually based offenses that are considered especially heinous. (laughs) Personally, those are what I believe are kingdom issues. Okay, not a kingdom issue, your boss being a butthole. That's not a kingdom issue. That's a your issue. Uh, You watching inappropriate stuff on your phones or your TVs when no one else is around because you feel tempted, but really you just made a bad decision. That's not a kingdom issue. That's a you issue. Most of the time, money issues. Look, disclaimer. Okay, before I offend everyone, this is just my opinion on the matter. I always encourage you when you're listening to anything I say, if you listen to anyone, anyone that is speaking on behalf of anything, Go back and read your Bible. Get a revelation of it for yourself. Um, I Take everything with a grain of salt. Be led of the Holy Spirit. I'm encouraging you this. Even as I'm only a few notes in, I, I'm telling you, like, listen to what I'm saying, but also listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying for you because your boss might not be a butthole. Your you issue might be something else. So I need you to really seek God as I'm talking because hmm, these are real issues, um, but they're what I call my world issues. Issues that could perhaps be attached to a bad decision. Issues that are sadly just products of us living in a really screwed up world that isn't surrendered to its creator. And most of these uh, my world issues are just consequences from real bad decision making. 
let's be honest. I'm not diminishing your issues. I'm just saying most of the things that are used to build up our character are usually perceived as things that are trying to tear down our character. I'm going to say that joker again because it's important. Most of the things nowadays that God is using to build up our character are usually perceived, again, feelings, uh, that they're really trying to tear us down. But if you'd like more on this, I'm not going to go on a tangent in this episode because I've already done it in three other episodes. (laughs) Go listen to episodes 15 on adversity, episode 17 on haters, and just for good measure, go re-listen to the episode on the kingdom of season one. Because I do believe adversity is a good thing. I do. And I do believe haters are a flippin' myth. And it's just a smokescreen that the enemy uses for us not to love people well. I do believe that if you seek first the kingdom of God, that so many things will be added unto you. And not because I read it in the Bible, but because I'm living out the word of God in this. So in a nutshell, life is hard sometimes. People are difficult to deal with a lot of the times. But God wants us to understand the kingdom through the diff- that even though things are difficult, um, we understand that his heart is for us to replicate the way he loves and the way he led on the earth. That's what's kingdom. Okay, how do I go on? So let me say this. It's not that God doesn't care about our day-to-day annoying stuff that happens to us. I'm just saying that we hardly ever view these things in the grander scheme of things. We tend to make mountains out of molehills. We make moments meant to build us up into feelings that tear us down. We tend to perceive object lessons or character building scenarios as more than what they are, which are opportunities for us to turn to God, opportunities for us to surrender more of ourselves to him. They're lessons that Jesus throws our way so we can become more like him. But if your feelings led, you just feel really bad about it and you just have a lot of emotions and a lot of feels and you don't have the maturity to press through. Again, let me reiterate that I'm not belittling your problems. Everyone's got problems. But because what you're facing is real to you, it's kind of like a Monet. I don't know if I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. My husband and I went and we saw a bunch of Monets. He loves Monet. And he was standing really close and he's like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Yeah, you stand close to that joker, it's just a bumbled mess. It's not really beautiful until you take a step back and you see it. A lot of our problems are Monet's. They're just a bunch of colored smushed together that you really can't see until you take a step back and realize what it really is. And in the case of a Monet, it's a masterpiece in our life. It's usually just a problem we've created for ourselves. So, my hope in this season is to get you more people-focused. I just coughed. Sorry. Did I mention I've had pneumonia for six weeks? Yeah. That's another issue. Um, Okay, let me start again. I'm not belittling your problems. Whatever you're facing is real to you. But I'm a firm believer that most of the things that happen to us are products of us making not the greatest decisions. They're the products of us looking at a Monet too close up and not seeing what it truly is. Um, We live in a broken world and sin runs rampant. And yes, there's a whole lot of people who care more about their platforms than actual people. And so I need you to take a step back and see things for what they really are. Sometimes they're just issues. My hope in this season is that, again, we sharpen who we are. And consider season three as cleaning your glasses, gaining a clearer perspective, so you can be successful not only in a season where everything is easy, but when things get hard as well. Okay, so here's the challenge. Here's my challenge to you. Go get a piece of paper. Write down all the things you perceive as an issue you're facing. And next to it, I want you to write down kingdom issue, 
or my world issue. If you do this correctly, honestly, you'll find out most of you are facing are really just trenches God is using to teach you something or teach someone else something. Yeah, because God wants to use you, and the enemy knows if he can set an assault on your thought life, um, on your perspective, and have you focusing on things that aren't really a thing, what's going to happen is you're going to make everything a kingdom issue and not realize it's just a my world issue. And then what's going to happen as a result is you'll become paralyzed with stress, paralyzed with anxiety and anger, and instead of real life fruits that you're meant to produce, like peace and love and compassion, you'll produce anger and stress. If your joy is interrupted, ask yourself this. If your joy is interrupted by an issue, if your peace is stolen by an issue, if your circumstance dictates how you treat people, your circumstance is probably a world issue, like a you world issue, not like a kingdom issue. Well, Chadi, you know, injustice, I just see things on the internet and I get really frustrated. Yeah, that's normal. It's okay to be angry. That's 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 God saying, hey, pray for this. Be positioned in this. But it shouldn't, how you treat people, if all these things cause you to treat people badly, that's, that's, that's not a kingdom thing. Because Jesus, even though things were bad, he didn't treat people badly. Even when he was face to face with Pilate, he didn't treat him badly. Even when they abused him and they put him on a cross, he didn't treat people badly. If how you respond to people is affected, it's a you issue. It's not a kingdom issue. Now, why did that, why does this even matter? It matters because you are meant to live with a kingdom mindset and you're meant to love people. The whole goal of your life is to love God and love people. It's a mindset, kingdom, to understand who God is, who you are, and what your purpose is. And loving people is that purpose. And living out not only knowing God, but understanding you're meant to love out his kingdom come and his will be done. The problems that you are facing won't be king over your life. The king will be king over your life. And if you can't honestly dissect your life's hiccups as my world, and you constantly make them kingdom, then this season three will be super hard for you to digest if it isn't already, because I'm holding nothing back. I'm coming out swinging with how we uh, react to people, how we react to circumstances. And when you don't have the maturity and understanding to see things as kingdom or my world, um, dude, you're, you'll drown. You'll drown in nonsense. So if you tend to get offended easily, then get ready for a season that will sharpen you and push you to see things differently. My hope is that you'll stick around because I really feel like the things that I'm going to share are going to push you forward. But I need you to be honest first. Stop giving trophies to things in your life that shouldn't be winning. Stop giving trophies to things in your life that shouldn't be winning and set your eyes on the things of above. Jesus didn't move or speak unless his father said, and the whole goal of I Crying Corners is to teach you to be like Jesus, to be led by the Holy Spirit and not to be led by your feelings. I'm already crying. I have feelings. But the whole point of this upcoming season is not to get you to be more feelings-based, but to be more Jesus-based. Next week, we're talking about persevering and not allowing quitting to be part of who you are. And, and we'll be talking about understanding what letting things go in the kingdom looks like. Pretty much I'm going to toss some tables on perseverance and what it looks like. So pray, get your hearts ready. It's going to be good, but I'm going to make this hard. I want to push you and shake you. If you were sitting in front of me, I would shake you and I would tell you how much I love you and how much God loves you and that God didn't bring you through all of these seasons with me for you to stop here. So go get a piece of paper. That's what today's all about. Go get a piece of paper and write it on your phone or your journal. What problems are you facing that are really your world issues? Your, your little tiny world, your bubble. These are the kind of issues that you could have somehow avoided by not jumping in or jumping the gun. These are issues hmm, because you wanted something you didn't need. 
these are issues that you're facing that maybe it's because you live in a broken world and people who don't know Jesus um, are pressing you and maybe God's trying to teach you to love the unlovable. And once you're able to see these problems as not a kingdom thing, you can tackle them correctly. Okay, I'm going to go on a tangent here for a minute. But remember all that stuff I said a minute ago about loving you and stuff? That's all still true. But these are the things I need to say. I just need to get it off my chest. So, permission. Okay. Sorry, not sorry. Here's what I refer to as a my world issue. And I'm not judging. Look, I'm not judging. I made a lot of stupid decisions. I'm just saying I'm going to be honest and you can't grow if you don't know. So, I'm going to G.I. Joe you real quick and I'm going to let you know. Number one, if you're traveling the world and living outside your means... And, um, and now you're freaking out because you can't pay your credit card. Stop living like a travel blogger. Um, you're not Kendall Jenner. Let her live her life. Stop trying to make your life something that it's not. God needs you to embrace your day to day. God needs you to embrace your real life. God wants you to experience things. Traveling's awesome. But he wants you to be inspired by him, not necessarily inspired by something else. So stop putting yourself in debt because you doing all those things doesn't make you hmm, spontaneous. It makes you immature. That's a my world issue. Another thing that I consider a my world issue is when you're 22 or 21 and you hate your job. Welcome to everybody else in their 20s that hated their job. You'll spend your entire 20s trying to find yourself and your voice and what you want to do for the rest of your life. And you're trying to find who you're going to marry. You have all these things you're trying to figure out. But the truth is you probably won't have all those things in check till your 30s. That's normal, dude. Normal. Stop rushing the process. Stop jumping from job to job like it's bravery. It's not. It's impatience. God's trying to teach you to embrace the process. That's not a kingdom issue. That's a my world issue. Okay, how do I say this? If you're in a relationship that's not working out because you're sleeping together and you're not married or you're living together and you're not married... And you're dating someone who you know isn't right for you, or you don't have your values in check, and their values are definitely not in check, and you're wondering why God isn't blessing it. Okay, well, I'm a dinosaur. I'm th- I'll be 38 in May, and I've been married for f- almost 15 years. So I'll just say this. God's not going to bless your relationship as if it's covenant when it's not. Truth. It's like painting a house with no foundation. I get it. Look, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm not an idiot. I live in today's world. I know that everyone wants to be in love and have an Instagram worthy engagement and have the Priyanka Chopra wedding and honeymoon and longevity of like Barbara and George Bush. So I'll just say this. I'm not an idiot. I know what the world is throwing out there. But I was engaged on a beach with no one else except Esteban. That's it. It was just us. And no one knew that we were even engaged for hours. It was before social media. It was before you shared every moment of your life. And it was a moment that taught me to embrace our moments, the moments that he and I would have, because most of our wins and most of the things that we would experience would ever be us. Don't try to make everything where everyone can see it in your relationship. Like most things should be private. Our wedding and honeymoon wasn't much. Uh, we didn't start with a lot, but it, it's what we could afford and we didn't have to ask anyone to fund our honeymoon or hunt. And if you've done that, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that if you do it, how do I say this, Lord? It's what we could afford. So we started the journey together with what we could survive on. 
And it taught us that no matter what we faced, we could survive it together because we didn't ask anybody for anything. Now, I know we live in a different culture. I know that right now things that maybe might have been faux pas for me 20 years ago are not for you. But I'm telling you, if you do things in hiddenness, if you do things and you struggle a little bit, it's not going to kill you. You don't have to start off perfect. You just got to start off present. Look, if you want to have a meaningful relationship with someone, start with Jesus. If you can't love someone who gave his life for you, then you won't know how to recognize true love and sacrifice in another person. Those are you issues. Those aren't kingdom issues. So write down what's kingdom and what's not. If you're honest with yourself, you'll be able to allow God to show you how to walk out the issues that he's literally watched you walk yourself into. And he'll definitely tell you how to navigate them with wisdom and peace and maturity. So yeah, there's that. Well, I'm not sure if this is what you wanted for the opening of season three, but this is what you got. So I love you and you're awesome. And uh, I may or may not have started a YouTube's and uh, the blog has got a lot of stuff on it. So stick around, guys, because I've got a lot to say this season and I believe it's a God thing. And I want you to make sure that you're pushing the kingdom forward, not only in the way that you love, but in the way that you serve. So stay connected, subscribe, and uh, we're going to get through this joker together. So yeah, that's it. Okay, you got this. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, weirdos.